Welcome to the Miller Oddcast, a brand new podcast from the Missouri Review. For over 40 years now, TMR has been discovering and publishing the best contemporary writing in fiction, nonfiction, and poetry. Our quarterly magazine appears in print, digital, and audio formats. Learn more at MissouriReview.com. Hello and welcome to Oddcast number 30. As far as you or I could tell, I'm still Mark McKee, Managing Editor of the Missouri Review. The finalist you're about to hear is Mara Nacelli, in collaboration with Gil Texera and Liza Barley. And the piece is the wonderfully realized evocation of humanity during the pandemic, entitled Drinks on the Porch 2020. Mara Nacelli is an editor and writer. Her work has appeared in Agni, The Kenyon Review, The Hudson Review, Los Angeles Review of Books, and elsewhere. She is a 2014 recipient of a Rona Jaffe Foundation Writers Award. Drinks on the Porch is her first audio collaboration. She lives in Grand Rapids, Michigan, with her husband and two sons. Gil Texera and Liza Barley are musicians, composers, sound artists, and music educators. Gil's recent performances and installations have appeared at the Seralvas Museum of Contemporary Art in Portugal, the Barbican Center in UK, Lid Galleriette, Norway, and Thrival Festival, USA. Liza has lived and worked all over the world, including 10 years in Tanzania, East Africa, where she founded and directed Umoja Arts Project, a community art space for education, performance, and empowerment. Gil and Liza live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania with their two children. Be sure and keep listening after the poem, as contest editor Bailey Boyd and I take some time to marvel over it. And now, Drinks on the Porch 2020. Children run from one backyard to another, ride bikes up and down the block as we hold our own glasses with our own beverage, talk pizza delivery joints and school plans and job loss, not knowing how to work at the dining room table while kids fidget and fall in and out of attention. We know talking on the porch is a relief that won't last once the weather turns. A mother, a scientist, holding a glass in one hand and a bottle of a very fine red in the other, jabs her middle fingers toward me and says, fuck. She has purchased a bright green kidney-shaped table and sunny yellow chairs sized for little hands and little legs and little bottoms to create a homeschool space with the Danish pendulum lamp glowing in the background and posted this picture to Facebook, noting, so few can do this. So many leaving kids home alone with a school-issued computer, slow internet, relying on school breakfast, lunch distribution. She has read How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and The Explosive Child and No Drama Discipline and loaned these books without expectation of return. She donates generously. She gives neighbors homemade soaps. She lives with years of sleep deprivation. She forgets everything and thrusts her face so close I can feel her breath. She is forgetting herself. Fuck, she says. 
Fuck her kids wanting. Fuck the homemade bubbles and the water balloons and the bay blades, the Pokemon, the candy-colored guns. Fuck the PTA. Fuck it all. I remember a story about a man who swims his way home, pool hopping across the county. I imagine him in pink swim shorts, though it isn't mentioned, and I misremembered the drinks to be amber-colored when in fact they were mostly gin until the end when he becomes chilled and craves a whiskey he believes surely will be offered at the Saxes, and failing that, the Biswangers, though he has lost track of the time the months, the years. The pool waters are sapphire or green sprinkled with yellow beech leaves. I imagine the white Dutch colonial architecture, green shutters, billowing trees and shrubs softening the edges. This story appeared July 18, 1964 in its original column inches alongside a talk of the town on a 10-room underground house built to withstand nuclear holocaust. And another on a Corning Glass Works conference for 25 prominent Africans called Training for Leadership. Porcelain faces sell shimmering glasses of ice with scotch, rum, bourbon, gin, sherry, cordial, vermouth, Vodka, champagne, Pim's cup, still campaigning for the British Empire, a lady's shoe, $55, champagne Ascot crepe, $6, Aston Martin, $13,000, Royal Worcester, the whitest, most perfect bone china patterns England sends to America. Cartoon judges, drawn in decisive lines, joking how their sentences vary with their mood, the poor devils, but how it all works out in the end. Ha, ha. A full-page ad addresses wives directly. Urge your husband to take a giant Cunard queen for his business trips to Europe. Traveling by ocean liner is a sound investment. Gives a businessman time, says one industrialist. Salt air for her complexion, nanny for her children, stewardess for herself. Wives especially love the way the queens turned hairy businessmen into relaxed husbands. She leans over and vomits into the spirea, muttering something unintelligible with a tone and cadence of, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. I rise to get water to rinse the banister, while another gets her a LaCroix and another saltines and a paper towel as her head falls forward, her face covered by her long brown hair. Her youngest approaches shirtless, calling Mama because they were playing ghost in the graveyard and a sharp branch has drawn blood and he is covering the wound over his little breast with his hand trying not to cry as we intercept him and assure him she is resting 
as if it is the most normal thing in the world for her to sit motionless on a neighbor's porch swing, and another parent offers a band-aid, and we engage in a lively discussion of the merits of band-aids with superheroes, and band-aids in bright colors, and he recalls that he has band-aids that are waterproof, that his mama bought for when they go to the pool, but those band-aids are at home. Hello, and welcome back to the Miller Oddcast. I'm Mark McKee, and joining me is contest editor for the Missouri Review, Bailey Boyd, as, she waves, as she waves to, uh, to the audio that we're making right now. You can hear it. I'm sure you can feel it in your heart. Uh, you've just heard Drinks on the Porch 2020 by Mara Nacelli, collaborating with Gil Texiera and Liza Barley. And, whoa. What a piece. I think we might want to start our, our brief conversation of this wonderful poem and its, and its wonderful musical accompaniment with what I'm going to let you offer the sentence that, we, uh, that, that I, I found so charming <laughs> and, so, and so right on about a word that, that kind of centers us into the piece right away. We, yes, so we were talking earlier about this piece, and I so appreciate how elegant and powerful the word fuck is able to be communicated here. I think it's just so encompassing of so many feelings, and it's, um, I, I was saying earlier that for me personally, that word is so difficult I think even just phonetically just the way the word sounds um to to work that into a piece and I think it's just done so well here and this piece is I I guess keep coming back to powerful mm -hmm. everything in it the images the language the way that um, the emotions are really portrayed here so yeah. yeah I mean I think in I think in writer's terms we probably think still though we here we are in 2021 that use of the word fuck must be earned <laughs> and i think it's it's we can probably we can we can agree for sure that it's that it's earned here not the least of which because we've all shared in parts of this experience uh with the subjects of the of the poem mm -hmm. i thought it was I mean, I have personal experience over the pandemic of having um, taken refuge in friends' porches. And I thought that this was a really astonishing and to, to reuse your word, elegant way, a very carefully wrought and very effective way to kind of suss out the consequences and the, uh, the onerousness of the pandemic without needing to advance some sort of thesis, whether it's about people's choices or whether it's about, uh, whether it's about the pandemic itself. This is just a survey of humans who are coping as best they can with it. And just so very well done, I thought. Yeah, the, I think coping is, the, is a helpful word for sure. I think this is images of, of that coping and I agree. I agree um, about it not making a, a thesis about 
the pandemic really, but really just showing here's here's one image of how mm-hmm. some some folks are are reacting to it. And yeah, I thought I mean I thought it and I thought it was a particularly masterful touch to bring in the short story that the speakers were calling about uh, the man jumping from swimming pool to swimming pool and and you know I believe is a cheever story anybody who wants to can correct me on the internet <clears throat> but but there's the these accompanying drinks that she remembers is all being kind of like um amber but but wind up being gin until the end and then there's a kind of focus of the speaker on where this story first appeared and a concentration on the advertising around it that I just thought was just really well done. It found a way to kind of inflect something that predates uh, our own pandemic, but is but is so inflected by it. You know, the advertisements for alcohol, but also the advertisements for business travel and cruise and you know cruises mm-hmm. that are just like forever have different meanings for us because of the pandemic. Yeah, I agree, um, and just the 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 focus on each of those and giving each of those the the room in the poem to actually be able to have that effect um, before returning to um, to you know the the finality of the poem and the the images the the woman's head um, mm-hmm. you know kind of coming coming down and being covered by her face I you know those it would you know, just was so, I was just so able to witness that. And um, that was, that was um, really powerful for me. And and we were talking too about how well the, the audio here is coming in um, and, and heightening the poem in the right places. You know, we were talking about before about how this audio wasn't detracting from the piece and not not one the text or the audio was ever kind of drawing your attention away from the other one but it was a true collaboration that really complemented both elements really really well here and so we definitely would be remiss if we didn't also talk about that I think as well because the opening sound and then how it you know transitions throughout the poem just as the the poem transitions itself yeah, there's a way that the that the poem and the the musical accompaniment kind of trade primacy of space, yeah, but I never agree. they they never drop away from each other. I they they seem wedded in a in a way that I think is really effective. Yeah, and I mean the the kind of graceful symmetry of the entire piece is really rewarding. I think as well in the first part of the poem when when the the initial kind of music drops out or drops lower and you get the suggestion of this mother and the the ways in which she's been trying to kind of like marshal her child or, or her children through but the child isn't there mm-hmm. there's just all of the suggestion of the labors around it it's not until the end that the child shows up you know wounded at the exact point where the mother can't provide the kind of, you know, support that the child's looking for, you know, he's, he's injured himself and needs a Band-Aid. But those other parents there kind of leap to the fore, both to help her and to kind of scrounge up a Band-Aid for him, which leads into just a truly remarkable and lovely 
end that just kind of pushes us right off the cliff. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's probably all we need to say about it, uh, except thank you. And thanks for being here with us, Oddcast listeners. Uh, we'll be back again soon with more Oddcasts uh, as we uh, as we release finalists for the 2021 prize. Um, stay with us and stay tuned. Thanks for being here, Bailey. Thanks so much. Wave to the wave, wave. to the audio, Bailey. <laughs> That's our signature move. All right. Be well. Thanks for being with us on Miller Oddcast number 30, featuring Drinks on the Porch 2020, from poetry finalist Mara Nacelli, in collaboration with Gil Texera and Liza Barley. Keep your ear to the wheel, and you will shortly be rewarded by Miller Oddcast number 31, coming soon. Thanks also to the Missouri Review contest editor, Bailey Boyd, and to Patricia Miller for her generous support for the Miller Audio Prize. Finally, TMR is open for submissions year-round, and we remain dedicated to discovering and publishing the best contemporary writing in fiction, nonfiction, and poetry. Be heard. Give us the opportunity to discover you. Subscribe or submit your work today. Learn more at MissouriReview.com. <laughs>